You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. Today, I'm super excited. We have Tara Jones Williamson, the CEO, content creator, and success coach behind Your Pretty Pennies a digital lifestyle brand. She has dedicated her life to educating and empowering women to move from making poor financial decisions and lifestyle choices to intentionally manifesting their best lives. Through her authentic and relatable content, she focuses on helping women level up in four key areas, faith, finances, family, and femininity. Let's hop right into this conversation because I am so excited to have Tara on the show. Tara, welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me, Aquania. I am doing well and so excited to talk to you today. Yes, I'm so excited. Listeners, y'all need to know, we had a few obstacles in organizing this interview, so that's how I know it's going to be good because we got it together today to bring this content to you, and I'm super excited to share your story. I want to start out with your money story because I read on other things in your website and through what I found in my research that you struggled financially and then something happened to get you on the path to financial freedom. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Girl, do I got time? Do you have time? No, I'm just like, (laughs) so my I'd like to call intentional money journey really started because we're all on a journey. We all earn money, all get money, take, you know, make money and then spend it how we want. But I became intentional back in 2009. And what happened in 2009 was I became a single mother to my daughter. um, And I brought her home from the hospital and I had zero dollars in the bank. And so that night, I remember the first night she was laid in her crib. She had a white crib with Hello Kitty bedding. Mm -hmm. And it was pink and green and blue and white. And I just looked down at her and I just said, this is just going to be the lowest I ever be. And that truly, Aquania, just just made me just press the reset button on my finances. And that's the way I looked at it. Hit that reset button, girl. When I went back to college, because I was in college full time, I went back. And I finished my course load that I was going for, which was biology. But then I started taking finance classes. I started self-studying financial information, how to build wealth, how to get out of debt, how to buy a home, how to manage a mortgage, real estate investing, business building, anything I can get my hands on in terms of money, in terms of building wealth, in terms of really changing my finances. For those two years I got out of college, I was self-studying in college, finances, got out of college, I created me a plan, a little, I just kind of based on all the stuff I didn't gather from school, from books, from podcasts, from blogs and vlogs and different things like that. Um, and I created me a financial plan that allowed me to go from, you know, over $60,000 in debt to debt-free, saved over $10,000, started to cr- build wealth under the age of 30 as a single mother doing all this as a single mother. And so that was my money story. My money story really started from having to push that reset button because I wanted better for my kid. 
That is so valuable. I have a lot of mommy entrepreneurs and mothers who listen to the show. And I think it's really important for them to see that you were able to do it. And you were a young single mother. You didn't have all the answers. You didn't have the foundation. You learned what you needed to learn to do the reset. And then you put in the work. Okay. So I really love that. And now you have a membership community, correct? Yeah. Um, what is the most common obstacle you see in that membership community that your participants are facing and how are you helping them get over those obstacles? Uh, the biggest thing is two words, student loans, student loans. So I'm 32 years old. So if you are 30 something high, 20 something, we kind of fell for that whole, I'm just going to go to college. My parents don't have money. I'm just going to take out all the student loans and I will figure the rest out later. And then here we are later, graduated or didn't graduate, but still got those student loans on, on, in our name. And they come in and knock. They like, knock, knock, knock. We, we here to collect, sis. We don't care about your rent. We don't care about your mortgage. We don't care about if you're a single mom. We don't care about if you got a dog that needs pet food. We don't care. We're here for our money. And so a lot of the women in my community are like, how can I get this burden of student loan debt that are, that's $40,000, $50,000, $20,000, $80,000, right, off of me? And so I've really been helping them with the Financial Freedom Fast Track. That's my group coaching program that comes with the membership once you're outside of the coaching window that really helps them create a plan to pay on debt in two years or less. And I just got a, like messages. I get messages like on a weekly basis, but yesterday I got a message about how one of my clients, she just, um, she was like, I started with this auto loan and with these student loans. And now I'm less than a thousand dollars away from paying off my car loan and going towards my, and now focusing on my student loan. So we are just really, really focus on debt freedom and financial freedom in my group. And um, it gets discouraging sometimes. They want to buy everything that they see. They want to support their favorite brands and their favorite boutiques. And they want to buy all the online courses for their business and th different things like that. But they are really focusing on paying off those student loan debts and those other major debts. And so that's one thing that's really been going on with us. I can totally understand that. I literally just was talking to someone about the different ways to pay for college while you're in school. And actually it starts before you even get to college. I was a senior in high school and a junior in high school applying for scholarships well before I set foot on my college campus because I knew my parents didn't have it. And I was really trying to soften the blow and the amount of debt I had to take on. And so I'm going to definitely do a podcast episode about my own experience, but I worked two jobs, freshman and sophomore year until sophomore year, I finally applied and received the big ticket scholarship that covered junior year, senior year, and one year grad school. Wow. But those big ticket scholarships are competitive, right? Mm -hmm. It took me two years to find it. And it was me and 400 other applicants. So I was very, very fortunate. But for others, I still encourage them to think about what are the small, low-hanging fruit? What's the book scholarship? What's the essay writing contest that you can apply to and get $1,000 here or $1,200 or $200? Because I got those too. And those covered books. 
But that job, those jobs that I was working is how I actually was able to pay for some of my expenses while I was in school. And so another way, which is not for everyone, but working through school, giving yourself a balanced life where you can afford to work and do school at the same time and not have to take on so many loans in the process. So that's just my tips from my experience and what I've seen. And I know it works because I've seen students who have significantly lowered their student loan debt by applying the scholarships or working while in school and just maintaining maybe a lower class schedule so that the school academic part doesn't suffer. And that's exactly what I've advised my niece and my nephews and it works like a charm. And that's one thing I will say before we, you know, breeze off the topic of student loans is to all my mommies out there, don't let your children, your niece, your nephews go through what you went through. Take it as a lesson learned. You might have all the student loan debt that you have to pay back because you didn't have all the tips that Aquania just, just listed. <laughs> However, you know now, help them not get into that same situation, Right. Make sure you put money aside for them. Make sure you put resources aside for them. Make sure, like you said, junior and senior year, you're looking for essay writing contests. If you look for local people who are giving scholarships and grants away, make sure you are doing your due diligence. Yes, because the money is there. It's there. The money is there. And I love what you said, because a lot of my money was local as well. My local bank, my local um, rotary your local, um, the AK, like the, the fraternities, and fraternities. Yes. and fraternities. Yep. I even got a couple, of course they didn't pay for my undergraduate college degree, but I even got a few. So I know that there's out there, they're constantly looking for applicants and people to apply. Yeah. You get resourceful. And remember, this is something that's a bit unusual. Most people just do the easy, the easy thing. And that's just to take out a bunch of loans. So like she was saying, it is competitive, but in the grand scheme of things, some of these smaller fishes and you being a big fish in a small pond, you can grab some of these, these uh, scholarships and easily rack up 20, 30, $40,000 a year to go towards your student, go towards your schooling. Absolutely. And as a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, my chapter sends D.C. students to school with scholarship money several times a year, several students a year. We raise money with that intent and we know that that's the main mission is scholarship and service. So there are other organizations out there who their main purpose of raising money is to give it away. So make sure your hand is out and take those college essays and recycle and repeat. <laughs> That's and all I'm saying. Don't let your on kids that. or your 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 nieces and nephews be lazy. Make them yes. write it. Yes. Get them off their computer. They yes. already on their computer. Make them write that essay and get that coin. Yes, I love it. Those are great <laughs> tips. So, yes, let's do it all. Let's do better because we know better, right? So next, let's talk about you in particular are helping. You mentioned this, you breezed by it a little bit, helping women pay off significant amounts of debt in two years or less through the coaching program and through the advice. But um, can you tell us a little bit more, like, are you specifically helping them create that debt payoff plan and then they're following it? Or what other ways are you supporting them so they're successful? So let's talk about, um, the, we could talk about the tips first of all, just mm-hmm. for your listeners. So that if they're like, Hey, what, 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 we, what will we cover? But, um, for anybody who's listening, when you are thinking about paying off massive amounts of debt, like student loan, credit card debt, you might have an auto loan or, you know, a mortgage, like whatever it is, debt is debt, right? And if you want it 
from over your head, here are some things that you need to start doing. Number one is get prepared. So know your financial numbers, access how much debt is in your name, know everyone. What's how much is your student loans? How much is your credit cards? How much is that auto loan? If you have a personal loan, if you have a mortgage, whatever that looks like, write down them all, know your numbers, then identify your income. Girl, I know we're money driven and we have an affinity for money and learning our financial numbers, but a lot of women are out here and they do not know their financial numbers. They don't know how much they make. They don't know how much they live off of, how much that you make that they're spending each and every month to keep their household running. Know yourself. You and your money should be like this. Y'all should be y'all should be tight. Y'all should be besties, right? You, you got a bestie across town, you need to have a bestie in your house with your finances and your financial planner, right? So my biggest thing is know your numbers, know your income, know your monthly expenses, just the basics, like how much you pay for rent, how much you pay for gas in your car a month, how much typically do you eat for groceries, you know, all those different things, right? And then you kind of set yourself up on a monthly budget, which is just AKA a spending plan, right? So where you put the income at the top, you write down your expenses, how much you're going to save. So like, let's say if you're saving 10%, let's say if you're saving, putting a little bit to ties, if you go to church and then, you know, you got your rent, you got your utilities and you have all the things you need. Anything left over, that is the amount of money that you can use to pay off debt. Now, what if that amount is too little? or a, a negative number. Well, since you need to make some more money and also you need to make some more cuts in your budget, right? You need to take some things off your plate. And one thing talking about that that membership, it's, it's one thing to have the financial information. It's a whole nother thing to have a community of women who are like-minded and who are doing it all at the same time to have that momentum going because there's constantly things on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that's competing for your income, sis. Like you have to realize that there's always going to be an ad on Instagram that's going to be with the latest and greatest shoes, the latest and greatest outfit, the latest and greatest handbag. It's always going to be a new course that comes out. It's always going to be a new hair product or a new wig or whatever the case is. We always are going to want to buy something. But when you are in those moments, it's going to be like, okay, am I paying off debt? or am I buying everything that I see that I come across? Am I impulsively spending this month or am I executing my financial goal this month? And so the reason that I created the Financial Freedom Fast Track Group Coaching Program is number one, to give them the information and to set them up, like set them up with their budget. We do their budget. We do their savings goals. We do, because you do need to put some money to the side for financial emergencies. So when you are paying off debt, if something come up, if you have a flat tire, if you have to go get a root canal, if you need something, you have money set aside to handle that so it doesn't disrupt your financial plan. But the biggest thing I've learned about paying off massive amounts of debt is community, is having somebody to support you, to root you on, to say, girl, I know it's tempting. I know Ivy Park just came out with a new line of clothes, but you said you was going to pay off $500 of debt this month. You said you was going to knock out that student loan debt. You said you was going to knock out that car loan. Let's keep going because this is temporary, right? All these little cuts that you're making in your budget that you're sacrificing right now in order to just put every extra dollar you have towards debt is temporary. You get to live, you get to ball out, you get to create the lifestyle you desire later. Right now you desire financial freedom. So use your income to attain financial freedom. And so that's the that's the, the premise behind the group is really encouraging each other, really uplifting each other, 
helping and talking people off that ledge of impulsive spending because, you know, it's absolutely doable. Like I said, I paid off $60,000 in less than two years as a single mother, no one giving me a handout, parents not helping because they have their own bills. Let's be clear. They got their own bills and their own debt like that they need to be paying just like most of our parents. And so it's absolutely doable. I love that. All of it. I mean, the community is really important. It keeps you motivated, keeps you focused. But I also want to highlight one thing you said that some people are afraid to hear, but I tell my clients this all the time. Sometimes you need to make more money, period. You're not making enough to cover the essentials. Then you need to find ways to side hustle, to multiple stream income yourself up, to creating more money, whether it's passively or actively. Like what other skills do you have that you could be monetizing and making money from and maybe even creating a new passion for yourself? I've seen that happen so many times where people turn a hobby. Like I have this girlfriend, she makes soaps for her own household. She's really big on healthy, organic ingredients. She wanted to make sure the soaps that her family was using were moisturizing and clean. And so she makes excess, right? When she does the production and she started selling them and lo and behold, people are like, these are amazing. And now that is literally one of her businesses. So I I love what you said, but I just want to emphasize that once you know your numbers, that's when you can genuinely say, I'm making enough. I just could cut back or I'm not making enough. And I need to actually earn more. And for some people, that is the reality. But there are ways to do it. And you can get creative. You can side hustle. You can Uber. You can Lyft. You can deliver. You can get a part-time job. I work a career and a part-time job for quite some time in the beginning of my career because I was saving for my wedding. And my, my husband and I were very determined not to have credit card debt after our wedding and not to be paying for a wedding well into our marriage. So I got a part-time job at a clothing store where I could save those weekly checks and I could pay the vendors directly and not have to worry about debt. So I love what you said. And I think that's amazing. So yeah, yeah go ahead. That, that I just have to kind of double down on what you said. And oftentimes, like, there's this group of people who are like, yes, side hustle, let's do this, let's earn all the money we can. And then there's a group of people that are like, I'm tired, I don't have enough time, that is not going to work for me, I I don't know what else I can do, I can't build, but I don't want to be an entrepreneur, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't. If that's you listening right now, let's cut it out. You got more than enough time throughout the day. You have more than enough energy throughout the day. And if you feel like you don't, create some affirmations to affirm yourself that you do. What The reason why I was able to pay off over $60,000 in debt was by no magic wand. It was by no nothing other than me working my full-time job and me side hustling and using all that extra income that I made after I paid my bills to go straight towards debt, period, Right. We often try to make excuses. And I even have women, I'm sure you probably do too, have women come reach out to you wanting a a secret sauce for something as it, it, for their financial issues. And it's like, money is math. Your income minus your expenses, anything else left over is considered your disposable income. Use that income to execute your financial goal. If that amount is too little, you need to 
increase it, AKA go earn some more money, go sell something, go. I always talked about activating your tags, your talents, abilities, and gifts. Go monetize your talents, abilities, and gifts. You've been to school already. You've been working at this job for so long. You've done several different jobs. You can monetize one of those jobs and just go straight to the source, which is an individual versus waiting on somebody to hire you, right? One of my biggest side hustles when I was paying off debt was helping other people create budgets. I just charged them $50, $75. I'll come over there, help them create their budget and keep it moving. A lot of it was from people at my church. That money helps me pay off $60,000 in less than two years, plus the ability to do that. And I did um, financial classes in my local library. And I used the library because there was no overhead. I got extremely resourceful to where I had my side hustles to where I didn't have to pay much in order to run them. And I can pocket all of that money and send it straight over to debt. Plus working my nine to five as a single mom. Like it can be done. It's a small sacrifice. It's a small window of time out of the rest of your life. But one thing I always say, I really got from that book uh, called Soar by Bishop T.D. Jakes. He talks about how you're supposed to devour, like in the, what does it say? In the morning, devour your food. And then in the evening, you, you, um, divide the spoils. So you go hunt in the morning, you divide the spoils, you, you divide everything up, you enjoy the fruit of your labor later. Meaning when you young, you got the energy, you got the vitality, you got the creativity to really get to more money. When you're older in life, like some parents and some grandparents we know who are really struggling later on in life and into retirement and really having to pare down because they're living pretty much in poverty. Do you want that to be you? right? It all depends on what you're doing now. You're constantly setting yourself up for the future. So if you want to predict your future, look at how you're doing now. Look at how you're spending money now. Yes. Yes to all of that. (laughs) And it's so, so important that we really process all that you said, because it's true. And people need to embrace that and take the energy. And that actually leads me to my next question is how do you balance it all? I definitely wanted to know, do you have any tips on juggling it? I mean, you talked about how you made it happen and you made it affordable, but are there any other tips on how you still leave time for family? Yes. So my biggest thing is when I think of a side hustle, and or even a business, if you want to turn a high side hustle into a full-time business, whatever it is, especially for women, I think it's very important that you think about your family as you are building these things. I feel like personally, my kids come first, my husband comes first, my um, my schedule at home comes first, my homely duties come first, my business comes second, right? My membership group comes second. So whenever I'm doing these things, I create the schedule for my family, the vision for my family, and then I plug in everything else afterwards, right? So, and the same for a lot of the people who are listening, your family and your first nine to five are going to come first. So whenever you start building those side hustle streams, literally get a calendar out and say, okay, these are the hours I work Monday through Friday, right? And I get maybe Wednesdays off or something like that. Whatever that looks like, write down when you're going to sleep, write down when you're going to eat, write down when you're going to take the kids to school, write down if you're going to work in nine to five, write down anything that's pressing, that's important right now. And then those gaps in your calendar, that is when you can side hustle. And so then you got to kind of think about and get creative. Okay, what side hustle, what second, what part-time job, 
What can I do in the gaps that no, no one is needing me during those gaps? I'm not forfeiting anything during those gaps. What can I do to um, increase my income? And then one thing I always say, if you, have, if you are a mom, especially a single mother or something like that, and you don't want to pay a lot in childcare, create a side hustle that you can do from home or that you can bring your kids to do as well. I, I would not that. be the one to say like, hey, go get a second job where you're constantly dropping your kids off. I don't think that that's okay because then you're sacrificing time with your kids. That's time that you don't get back with your children. The reason why I did the local classes and the budgeting and things like that where I can do it via Zoom, the reason why I created my business even now to where it's predominantly home-based is because between clients, between coaching sessions between, you know, live streaming or anything else I need to do in my business, I can handle my kids. I can handle if my husband needs something, I can handle anything that I need to get done. I can delegate some things around here to where I'm not sacrificing what is going on inside of my home and constantly being active or absent. But instead I'm here, I'm making my money, I'm making my coin, I'm living in my purpose, I'm serving and supporting all the women that I desire to, but my kids and my husband and no one else is being neglected. I love it, love it. So the name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money. And I ask all of my guests this, what is your purpose for money? Listen, Aquani, you want this answer? Yes. You want this answer? Because it's, it's like threefold. Okay, bring it. So my purpose of money is to live the lifestyle that I desire, leave some money for my inheritance so my kids can live the life that they desire, set them up to start living the life they desire, and then for my grandchildren to live the life that they desire. That is the biggest three, the biggest three things that works for me. And so when I think about my investment strategy, when I think about, should I make this big ticket purchase? If I should buy a new car, should I, if I, whatever financial idea or financial choice or decision I have to make, I run it through my purpose for my money, right? Because to me, my philosophy is you should use your income to create the lifestyle you desire, right? The lifestyle that I desire is to afford things for myself afford things for my children and set them up and to be financially strategic and savvy. And then for their, my grandchildren, right? It's a threefold process. So like we talk about, if I want to upgrade my car, does this go against or does it go, go with my financial plan? When we talking about, should I go take a lavish vacation or should I, whatever, it goes with the purpose of money. So, and I also often encourage individuals to do that. Like, don't just think about yourself. Think about generational wealth. Think about legacy. Think about those that are coming after you, especially women and men in the Black community. We already have like one hand tied behind our back as the way the U.S. system is set up right now, right? It's not set up for Black women and men to prosper by default. So for me, I'm making sure my kids start on a good foot. I'm passing down financial literacy, dollars, investments, businesses, land, because our forefathers aren't going to give that to us because they are white of America, right? So as for me and my household, my husband and I, we are passing down some stuff to our children. And then we're going to start working on our grandchildren with the hopes that our children pass down to their children and their children, creating a legacy to where each generation takes care of the next two generations. 
We don't have to worry about no government. We ain't worried about no stimulus. We're not worried about no president in the office. We taking care of us. Okay, Tara, you didn't tell me you was going <laughs> to preach on the podcast today, okay? She's bringing it. She's like, do you really want to know? That is a full answer. I think one of my best yet. Thank you Yay. so much. So last but not least, before we depart today, please tell my listeners, where can they find you? I want them to connect. I want them to embrace your content. And if they want to join your community too. Yay. All right. So you can find me on social media everywhere at Your Pretty Penny. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Um, find me. Also, I have a website, yourprettypennies.com. And also, if anyone has any questions or ideas or things you want to run by me, or if you have any questions or want to connect with me, info at yourprettypennies.com is the email. Um, you can definitely hit me up there. But yeah, I love Instagram and I love Facebook and I love YouTube. Those are my three main platforms that I'm on. Um, so yeah, definitely connect with us, connect with me. And I cannot wait to share this with my group because I already know they're going to love your podcast. Like I love your podcast and your platform. Like I love your po- your platform. So I can see many collaborations in the future of we helping these women get their li- financial lives together. Yes, I'm here for all of that. Thank you so much, Tara. Your energy, your spirit, and your purpose, I love. And I look forward to the next collaboration. But I also want to thank you for sharing your story today. Amazing tips. I want you guys to listen. So please follow her on all her platforms. Take her advice. And let's make these money goals happen. I'm so thankful for having you today, Tara. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yes. Don't forget to share, like, and review. Leave a review on wherever you are listening to the podcast. Until next time, keep building generational wealth. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, Keep creating freedom in your life today.